The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. You're listening to Pure Rock Radio. Feed your addiction. This episode is brought to you by the Bleeding Old Blood Club with this important message. The Bleeding Old Blood Club believes life doesn't end at 40. Live life. Take that trip. Learn that skill. Get in the pit. Learn to skate or get back on your skateboard. Shred it up once again. Check us out on Facebook, the Bleeding Old Blood Club. You can teach an old dog new tricks. This is Ash Thomas from Faith Extractor, and you're listening to Radioactive Metal. Welcome to Radioactive Metal. This is Radioactive Metal, your source for news, views, tunes, and interviews. Here are your hosts, Snowy, Rock, Corrine, and Aaron. What's up, everyone? Welcome to a faithful episode of Radioactive Metal. This is episode 603, and I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron, and dear listeners, this show is brought to you by the letter T. (laughs) T for True Cult Coffee. T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T coffee.com to get your True Cult Coffee, a product by Metalheads for Metalheads. And not only does True Cult Coffee sell the blackest coffee around, the hottest coffee around, coffee that's hotter than a church in Norway, it, well, it, they, they also are selling, and Snowy, have you seen this? They are selling uh, face masks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with the COVID-19 thing, and hang on, I'm looking for, I, I need to find that specific email because I saved it because I want to talk about these here. Uh, face masks now available. So there's one that looks like a little Satan thing. There's like an upside down cross. But my favorite is the one that just says, fuck you, stay back over and over <laughs> and over. Um, so, you know, Coffee Bean Oculta has a fantastic sense of humor. It comes out in everything he does, hence the hotter than the church in Norway. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so support them, subscribe. Remember, until further notice, 20% off. You can get 20% off. So go hit the site. They've got the codes up. Check them out on Instagram, trve.kvlt.coffee on Instagram. And you can get all the skinny there, all the information on everything they got. They got links in the bio. Trust me, it's great coffee. It's great products. I've got their shirts. I love their shirts. And so it's a good time. So yeah. So what's going on with you, <laughs> Snowman? It definitely is. It definitely is. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I've also been here, and I guess I was listening to a lot of other podcasts and all that. And I just hear like so many of these dumbass sponsors. You know, that, like that have absolutely nothing to do with the show themselves. Here are these old men. They're they're trying to sell you some dick pills and. And I was just like, oh, God, you know, the manscaping thing and all that. I'm like, oh, God, come on. Jeez, you know, but, like, this is a very metal show, and True Cavalt is very metal in itself. It's a metal product, you know, for metalheads, by metalheads. So if we're pushing it, you know. You know it's legit. Yeah. Or else or we wouldn't be talking about if it. If Manscaped wants to sponsor us, I will totally <laughs> shave my balls <laughs> on the air. That's, you, you can talk to them. We will do that. You I think that'd be fantastic. I think they'd be a great sponsor because, I mean, you know, I'm always <laughs> saying that when we have people send you correspondence that we want them to send dick pics. And so we would, would like them to be Manscaped if they're going to send them, you know. Oh, yeah. That'd be nice. Be like that. Yeah. yeah, manicured it down there. So that'd be, so, I mean, it's it feels like an appropriate product but i i'm with you though like because if we're gonna sell dick pills we're gonna sell pills that are shaped like dicks like <laughs> like it'll be like dick shaped m&ms or something like we're not we're not we're, we're not worried about erections over here you know? there you go uh, i still got a lot of years left in me in that department yeah 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 but you know apart from all of that with everything that's going on in the world i think i'm holding up quite well it's just just not going to shows, not not doing this, not being able to like really hang out with our friends and all that. Because okay, like when they first announced, you know, this issue, okay, the NBA said, "Oh, we're going to shut down the season." Okay, fine. And then hockey shut down, and then baseball shut down. It's like the XFL shut down, and then oh, okay, well, this is not good. Live Nation. You know, we're canceling all their concerts. Well, you know, that's not going to affect the lower key shows that I go to and all that. No, no. Everything gets shut down all the way to the point, okay, just hanging out with friends, you know, is no longer an option right now. So I have to admit, I'm going a little squirrely around here. And, you know, it's just, ah, ah. So, and that kind of that kind of came out in kind of an embarrassing way that I'll get to in our metal fix. Um, how is everything going? Like with you, the family's healthy, healthy. Well, yeah, healthy. everything's going pretty well. It's healthy. Um, our governor uh, has opened up the beaches and huh. left it. Well, no, I'm, I'm, this is very smart, right? So, he, he opened up the beaches, but he left it to the governors to decide what they do. Like, he lifted his order, you guys can do what you want to do, and our governors, well, no, our governors, our mayors, local mayors, mm -hmm. um, they're smart enough to keep them closed. Mm -hmm. Like, there well, are a couple beaches that are open, um, but, you know, social distancing rules are still in 
in play. And I think the beaches that are open are not beaches that are highly populated anyway because they're not easy to get to. So if you're going to go to that one, you're going to work for it. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so like, like the, the, real, the real crowded beaches, the ones that got us shut back down like right. three hours that day. Yeah, they're not opening those up because we already learned our lesson. They already know that if they open it up, people are like, oh, let's say everybody go to the beach. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. When they announced that the beaches were opening in Florida, I saw something on my Facebook. Okay, it, what came rushing to my head was Murray Hamilton in Jaws going, it's the 4th of July and those beaches will be open. <laughs> yes, <laughs> all right? That, all, all right? That, all that. It's like, I, I totally heard that. I totally heard that. <laughs> I, you know, yeah. that's a very appropriate quote for that. Because, but that's the thing is, like, those towns, I mean, like, even my, my local town, it, they're suffering without the tourism. Mm-hmm. You know, and so good on them for, you know, keeping them closed. And they're also working on... Um, Oh, what is it here? Um, they're also working on like a fund for the employees of the beaches, like in the beach areas that are closed that work down there that, you know, are out of work right now. Okay. So they, yeah, so they've been taking local donations for that. So I, I've been pretty impressed with the way that they're handling things. So I, I do, I am curious because you still go to a physical location for a job every day. I've been working from home. Um, do you wear a mask when you go out or do you see people in a mask? Um, I do see people, no, I don't wear one, but I'm like, okay, like when I'm on my way to work, I'm, I take transit Tom, I'm the only one on the bus, okay, because I'm considered an essential service, so yes, I'm still making my way out there, but there and back, I'm the only one on the bus, if I gotta go to the grocery store, if I'm definitely, I mean, I'm still in the liquor store, that's open, <laughs> Well, welcome to Canada, okay? That's essential. Where the liquor store is essential service. Are the dispensaries yeah. still open up there? Can you still get your, your marijuana? Uh, actually, yeah. Yeah, because I guess it all falls under liquor as well, you know? Um. Okay, it's not quite liquor, sure. Well, yeah, I know, but it all probably follows all under the same rules. Like, what 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 they do about liquor probably falls under the same ideas with marriage of I, I don't know I don't my the, the extent of marijuana to me is when I'm at a show and a friend says I'm gonna go smoke up I'll just, and I say okay I'll be a come with guy you know that's the extent of this <laughs> oh so you've gotten a contact time like I don't well not even that not even that like it's just it's just not my thing and I'm not just saying that because it's legal here I can do whatever the hell I want with it it's just it's just not my thing so I'm assuming it's got the same rules and regulations as okay as my as my buddy Jack here well and I was curious though like back to the mask thing that started this all um but I was curious about the mask because people seem to be so torn on it. Like I, I'm not wearing a mask when I go out. Um, Mm -hmm. it's, it's voluntary according to the CDC. And so I'm, I'm not wearing one, but I'm also staying back from people and watching it. Um, I'll see people in their car wearing a mask, driving by themselves. (laughs) Yeah. You gotta be like, Whoa. Yeah. 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 And at first I'm like, well, that's kind of crazy, but I can also see it's not easy to breathe with those on. Like, I, I've worn different masks for different things over the years. Like, even, like, Sandy and that sort of stuff. It, they're not easy to breathe in. 
No doubt. No doubt. You know, so like, you know, my thoughts are, well, maybe they're driving to practice with it so they don't like pass out in the grocery store and really freak somebody out. But, um, yeah, yeah, I was just kind of curious about the mask thing. Cause mm. No, 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 no. Which I, I, part, part of me says I probably should, but, mm, you know, uh, but if, you know, you know, you know me, if I put on a mask, it's It's just going to be a, a, a Jason hockey mask. And then I'm really going to freak everyone. Out. I don't think that's going to help though. <laughs> I mean, it I support won't. this, but I don't think it's going to help. Okay. Sorry. Before we get on to this, this yeah. just happened today. So I want to, I, I want to share this here up here in Canada. And I'm sure you guys kind of probably did this, probably not so much in, in Pittsburgh when you were, when you were growing up in that area, because yeah. hockey, ho- hockey was a thing in Pittsburgh. Oh, hockey's a big thing in Pittsburgh. Did you ever play road hockey? You mean just like out in the street? Out, out in the street with a yeah. net, uh, a, a tennis ball, or a sponge puck, or well, something. So I never did because I've pretty much grown up in the sticks all my life. Oh, okay. Um, you know, and we've had this conversation. I was literally thinking that'd be a fun topic at some point to talk about about all the things I didn't have access to growing up that you did, um, just to compare, you know, city life kind of thing versus right, living right. in the middle of nowhere, but. Yeah, no, I didn't. But when I would go to like my friends' houses who lived in more residential neighborhoods, yes, that was a thing. Oh, okay, yeah, because where I was growing up in the residential area is the key. You couldn't do this on the main drag or whatever. But what we used to do is we would have the hockey nets, sticks, a tennis ball, a sponge hockey puck, or whatever, mm-hmm. and we would play a game of, of of road hockey. Now we were on the street. Whenever a car would 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 come by, we'd all yell "car." Like Wayne's World. Sig- that was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because my, Michael Myers is Canadian, so he would know this. Okay. Well, I'm walking to work today. I'm walking down the one of the residential areas after I got off my bus. I'm going through this certain area that gets me to the industrial area where I work, and it's kind of a commentary on kids today. I think. Okay, because I see these two kids with these, and it's okay. It's not on the street. It's not on the sidewalk, or Mm -hmm. it's not on the street. It's on the sidewalk. They have these two small half-size nets. Okay, and they're pretty close to one another, and they're they're on they're on their hands and knees trying to play road hockey. Okay, and they've got helmets with the cage on and all, and all that and their mom is sitting you know right in front of the sidewalk there watching them play and i'm thinking holy shit <laughs> like i mean it's good it's good that these kids are out outdoors getting some fresh air with everything mm-hmm. that's going on and all that and not just sitting in front of the video games or in front of their gadgets or something you know but I'm like, wow, like, is this road hockey in 2020? <laughs> oh, like, holy shit. Like, what, the thing that got me was the helmet and the, and the, and the cage. Yeah, and that, oh. that, that's the same thing with, like, bicycle helmets and my kids. You know, like, my kids wear bicycle helmets. I have a bicycle helmet now. But every now and then, I will still just get on the bike without it. And people are like, oh, I can't believe you're riding a bike without a helmet. I'm like, I've ridden a bike without a helmet for the majority of my bike riding years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I only started doing it now because everybody freaks out. And I, I don't even know if it was a law at some point, depending on where you're at. And, 
you know, like I rode motorcycles without helmets and I know that's not smart either, but no, definitely not. I'm yeah. just saying, man, like I grew up, you know, like mm-hmm. you, you run a dirt bike in the, in the back 40. <laughs> it was, a, uh-huh, it was a different time. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, I mean, uh, my grandfather would ride the tractor and, you know, like, uh, we typically didn't do it when he was plowing because that would actually hurt us. But like, if he was like towing like a like a wagon or something, we'd hang on the back of the tractor. So like, literally, our hands would be hanging on the back of the seat. You have to position yourself, and the part back there rotates. So you have to keep your feet planted well and keep your balance shifting and you know knees bent kind of thing, or you're falling off. <laughs> you know, right? And you know, we we like, like and this is the thing like. I, I think the reason people freak out about dangerous things nowadays is because nobody really listens and nobody has experienced a gentle enough dangerous thing to appreciate what a really dangerous thing can do. Uh-huh. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like er- everything is so, so dumbed down, so to speak, that, you know, they, they don't appreciate that you can do dangerous things safely if you're aware that they're dangerous. That's right. You know, like, like I remember my sister with um, my nephews, like the one time I was over there and, you know, they're riding their bicycles. I'm like, okay, here's what we're going to do. I'm like, you find the bricks. I'm going to find a piece of wood. And so I'm building bicycle ramps. Right. <laughs> right. Because I'm going to teach them how to jump their bike. And that's exactly <laughs> what I did. I was teaching them the proper way to do it. Like you're going to go off the ramp. You got to pull up the, on the handlebars right as the front tire goes over here. Like, let's get some speed up. And, but I did the responsible thing. I haven't done this in years. I was the first person to go over the ramp because I'm not letting them test it. They're going to get hurt. They don't know how to fall. They haven't had this experience yet. I'm going to test the ramp. We're going to talk about all these things. If I fall, they're going to watch. We'll talk about it. Like, hey, these are the things you have to be aware of. You know, and my sister comes over and she's like, oh my goodness, you're letting them jump their bicycles. I'm like, I tested the ramp. It's perfectly fine. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, I. You know, you have to let kids get bruise their knees. Yeah. They have to get cuts and scrapes. They have to. It's it 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 it's, it's part of living. Yeah, yeah. It's all part of living. And I I know when I was growing up playing road hockey, even as a goal goaltender. Okay, you could not get that cage on my face, and I took pucks and tennis <sighs> balls to the face. That explains and, a lot now. You know, <laughs> a lot. It, it probably does. It, it probably does. It probably does. Well, that's just a couple observations that I just happened to see while I was out and about today. Today, before we do get on with the grunt here, I will say um, some couple interesting. Uh, anniversaries today as i was gathering up some info for today's episode but testaments the legacy that awesome awesome debut record okay is 33 years young today wow that's it i read that and i'm like wow what do you mean (laughs) that's it that's it i can't believe it's only 33 like that's like Uh, nothing that seems no it seems like that wow wow and as well released today 28 years old the third obituary album the end complete hit the racks it definitely is 
both both absolutely wow. amazing records. Yes, um, but in the meantime, um, shall we get on with it? I said it. We've been very busy this week. Here's our metal fix. Okay, dude, what you got? All right, man. So my local music shop, Monster Music, is looking to buy vinyl. So anybody who would be local to listen to this shop, talk to them. Um, And if you're not local, give them a call. I'm trying to remember their website, monstermusicsc.com. Um, but you know, see if they can do mail order record purchases, probably not, but who knows, but yeah, so they're, they're actually running out of vinyl, which is a good thing. So they're, they're making the mail order thing happen. They're offering free shipping. And I, you know, will say all the time, if you have a local music store, please support your local music stores first. If you're in an area where you don't happen to have a local music store, well then please support mine. Go to monstermusicsc.com, give them a, a shot, check them out. Um, because if you were watching on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash radmetal, I showed the vinyl that I purchased from Monster Music, the Ramones, this uh, Sunday, because I got tired of watching it sit on my desk unopened. Um, so I finally put up the video camera so I could show it off like I wanted to and open it up, you know. So I, I did that on Sunday along with the Wolverine Blues, and I posted some pictures about that on um, yeah, Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there was, I, there was a listener that commented, like, wow, like I didn't know it was actually about the Wolverine. You know, and I honestly don't even know if that's how it started, if it really was. Cause, so, and that's what I was going to ask you. Um, and I could probably look this up on Wikipedia, but it's way more fun to ask you because you would have lived it. Because, I, like I told you, like I, I, when I heard it when it came out, I didn't like it. But okay. When and now I love it. Like I literally, I did yoga to it today, and I realized it's like, um, it, it's like Rain and Blood for Swedish death metal. Cause it's only thirty three minutes. Mm-hmm. But um, so when it, it came out. Like when did they do the special comic? Like did it did, when it came out? Because it came out in ninety three, right? Right, right. I think, oh, shit, it came out. Uh, Earache originally put it out, okay, and then there was that moment where Columbia cut this wicked deal with Earache to release a bunch of their records from from Napalm, from Carcass, from Entombed. I think. Fudge Tunnel was part of that deal and all that. And then Columbia re-released Wolverine Blues with the the comic and the new cover that featured the Marvel character and okay. all that. So that's, yeah, yeah. So that was a re-release. Yeah. So, and that was probably a few years later, right? Like 96-ish? Uh, no, actually, 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 no. Columbia, they jumped on it right away. Okay. I, might have only been about six to eight months later. So, so, and here's the weird thing. So, that came out in 93. I have no recollection of seeing anything about this record until sometime in, like, 99, 98. Like, I, in my mind, I saw it advertised in a Revolver magazine. Okay. And, and that timeline doesn't match up. And I, and I, I can't figure out, like, what... What was I reading at that time, or you know, was there something else? That, what did I miss? No, I, I don't think it would have been advertised in a Revolver. 
It had to have been something else. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, that, that's mm-hmm. what I did this weekend. So you guys can check that out on Facebook.com. I left the videos up. You can also check them out on our Instagram, RadMetal666. Um, also, I did order my stay-at-home Kiss Tour shirt that I talked about last week. Oh, right on. I'm pretty excited about that. They ship May 4th. And again, it's going to a great cause. It's going to support the um, the out-of-work music venue workers. Right, is who who can't do anything. Well, there's concerts right. not going on right now. We talked about that. So you know, if you're looking for something to do, that's a good charity because that's going to help um, a lot of people that make your lives way more fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, then, definitely. last thing is, um, have I ever talked to you about a piece of software I have called Easy Drummer? No, it doesn't ring a bell. All right, so for listeners out there and for you as well, there's a piece of software that came out a while back called Superior Drummer. And I mean a while back, because I think I've been using Easy Drummer for easily a decade now. So, oh no, man, probably longer than that, because my kid's 10. Wow. Anyway, so Easy Drummer um, was the easy version of Superior Drummer, because apparently Superior Drummer, you needed like a NASA degree to program these drums. Okay. And people are like, it's it's the most amounting, amazing sounding drums they've ever heard. And I mean, like, I these these are real drums. Like, like a friend of mine bought it and then sold me on it because he's like, here, hit this key on the keyboard, and like when you hit it with programmed drums, like it's the exact same sound every time. When you'd hit the key here, it's a different hit every time. It randomizes it so it f- sounds like a real drummer because. A real drummer doesn't hit every drum the exact same way this every time they hit it, you know? And because if they do, that's what it sounds like a drum machine because a real drummer's got feel. So I bought this software a while ago and I'm on Easy Drummer 2 now. And um, actually, if anyone's interested in it, it is uh, featured in the opening track here. So our theme song for Radioactive Metal, I use Easy Drummer on that. Ah. I, I wish I could remember what kit. I feel I want to say that I used the drum kit from Hell, but I'm not sure if that's the one that I used. Because um, the drum kit from Hell was like the flagship drum, and I mean these guys are insane when they sample their drums. And so there's um, I I realized they had a couple new sound packs out, and I didn't get the sounds yet because I'm pretty happy with all the kits that I have because I've got a couple good metal kits. Um, great jazz kits and rock kits and you know um i bought a classic rock kit that literally has drums that almost no matter what pattern you put on it sounds like john bottoms playing it it's so great (laughs) right it's just such a great sound right so um i did buy midi packs and so what the midi packs are is basically digital samples so to speak of real drummers playing their drums and um one of the drummers was for the doom core mini pack uh, who's the drummer from code orange jamie something right i def- sorry i don't yeah, know i, I know i was blanking too like I, I meant to write it down i forgot but then this one and this was the one that really caught my eye and really took me on a journey journey um, because in the same pack, uh, the drummer from Cattle Decapitation does some performances too, but not uh, in this mini pack, but on the sound pack. But uh, the drummer is Sean Reinert. Oh, right? okay. So Sean Reinert of Cynic, who passed away earlier this year. You know, we talked about mm-hmm. it on the show. 
And um, and this is the I'm like, man, Sean, I'm like cynic. I'm like, what do I, what, you know? And I went to look him up because I'm like, I know we've talked about him recently. I forgot that he passed already. I'm like, oh, geez. And so, um, first of all, the 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 midi pack is called Death Like Fusion, and it's fantastic, dude. Like the feel of this guy. Uh, like, I mean, his his double kicks are like flawless, right? Just okay. just sound amazing. But I was having some fun. And I was taking the things that was not double kick, the stuff that's like got a little more of a groove, a little more of a feel, and I would change the kit because I was doing a lot of them in the metal kits or like the uh, the drum kit from Hell. Um, but so I would put on like the bottom kit, and dude, if he doesn't sound like John Bottom, like nice. just the feel, the groove <laughs> that he's got going, I'm like, wow, these are amazing. And then now knowing that he's passed, like it's even cooler to have this and so if mm. again if anybody's interested the um easy drummer pack it's um i think it's the one that's just called death metal i think that's the thing is what it's called makes sense um, yeah that sean it's sean sampling all the drums on that one but then like the midi pack that comes with it i believe is the guy from counter decapitation so it's that guy playing sean's drums if that makes sense because when they do this like literally like Sean would have to essentially like, yeah. hit the drum, you know, and hit it several different times. And they record that and they get a good sound and then they build these kits out of it. It's, it's a fascinating process. And, you know, if anyone's like, oh, why don't you just record real drums? Well, one, I can't play them. Um, two, I live out in the sticks if you haven't been listening for a while. Um, <laughs> you know, so like this is what I do to get decent sounding drums. But then... Like and and this there's there's more of a point to this, so we talked about him passing, you know, and I don't remember if we talked about this when he was passing, but did we talk about the fact that he was gay? Um, I don't think so. I don't know how that would have been really relevant to us our conversation about him. Well, his husband found him. And oh, okay. so typically we no. talk about those sort of things like, oh, he was found by his girlfriend is whatever, you know. Oh, okay. And so no. his, his husband came home and found him dead on the floor. Okay. And I'm like, holy crap. And apparently Sean only came out like um, in 2019. Like I think he only came out in 2019 or 2018. Like it's only been very recent that he came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean like this, the, this set of samples that came out only came out very recently. So I don't think that... Like, like he even did this that long ago, you know, since he just passed. But so, I was like, wow, I had no idea he was gay. And apparently so is the other, the, the other founding member of Cynic, the guitarist. And then they both played in, in Death for a while with, um, oh my goodness, why can't I think of his name? From Death? Yeah, the singer. guitarist. Chuck? Thank you, Chuck Schuldner. I, I could yeah. picture him. I could picture the guitar he plays, the BC Rich stealth. <laughs> I, I'm like, why can't I remember his name? But anyway, so they both played in Death on the Human Record. And mm-hmm. so because of all this, I've been listening to the Human Record and the First Cynic Record. Um, but it's, it's, so it's fascinating. So because, you know, they're talking about, um, you know, he just come out and he's like, listen, he's like, it doesn't really matter what you play. And of course, um, Rob Halford's a big supporter. But something that really bothered me, and I'm curious to know if um, you know if, if you have any insight on this, or if you've experienced anything like this, or know somebody who has. Not that you've experienced it directly, but you know, you know I think you know where I'm going with this. 
But because um, I had a former coworker post something else to the effect of this, who's who's also gay, and um, basically they wouldn't let Sean be an organ donor because he's gay. Wow. And I guess it's because he'd had like sex in the last twelve months with a man. And I'm like, well, I bet there's a lot of women that have had sex in the last twelve months with a man. That you <laughs> Other man, yeah. Let, let be an uh-huh. organ donor. So. Um, and, and, you know, that that's like the knee-jerk, smart-ass of me talking. And I'm trying to think it through. I'm like, okay, so, like, what, like, is there a gestation period for things like AIDS that they're worried about? You know, because, I mean, like, I know straight people that I'd be more concerned about getting their organs than, oh, yeah. uh-huh. you know, than Sean. Uh-huh. You know? So, yeah. so, yeah, I just, I, I was kind of appalled by that because it's fucking 2020. Mm-hmm. You know, we should def we should definitely know more about it. And besides, if someone is dying and if they don't get this organ like right away, okay, sure, test it. But okay, yeah, sure. There's there's symptoms of AIDS that they might not kick in for a couple years or whatever. But if that person is gonna die without it, just give it to them. Well, you know, yeah, you know, test test it. It's 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 it, it, it's negative. Give it to them. If he does get AIDS in a couple of years because of it, I'm sorry, that's that's too bad. But that's a couple more years that that person got exactly without so it. Is that the case? Like, like does AIDS have a gestation period like that where it doesn't show up? I think so. Like, I like we we've just we've learned so much about it literally over the decades now that I don't really give it much thought anymore because we kind of learned it and you know we're 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 cool with it etc for the lack of a better term right right Uh, okay yeah i think i think symptoms might might not show up for a little while now i could be wrong i'm winging it here i'm gonna do some research into this because yeah yeah it, it bothers me um it re- it really bothers me, you know. And yeah, me too. So I mean, because I have, I, you know, I have I have other friends that are gay, and I mean, it's just like why why is that the first thing that you see? You know, I mean, let let's just look at Sean's career, the 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 level of musician he was. Mm-hmm. You know, like how how is all that wiped out for somebody? Because he likes men. It's I don't know. I don't know. It certainly, honestly, it hasn't hurt his legacy. You know, I don't think a lot of fans are burning cynic or death albums sure because of it. You know, I just I just haven't heard any you know any of the scuttlebutt about any of that shit going on. But that was the same thing when Rob when Rob Halford came out, and I've said this on the show before. Yeah. Halford comes out, everyone goes, uh-huh, okay, yeah, when's the next record coming? Yeah. You know, that that was the metal world's reaction to it. And, you know, everyone, I think, mourned, you know, the passing of Sean than we were concerned yeah. about who he was sleeping with. Because he's because such I, often, yeah, sorry. Oh, He is, he is. And I've often said, I care about two people's sex life. Mine, mine, and Mrs. Snowy's. That's it. Everyone else, I'm really not worried about it. I don't really care what you're doing. Well, and like I said, this has been kind of a hot topic because, like, literally just a couple weeks before this, 
um, one of my former co-workers because during the COVID-19 crisis, there's a blood shortage. So he's like, okay, I'm going to go donate. And I don't, I, I don't know if it's a Red Cross thing, but apparently he signed up and he's been turned down before because he's gay, but he gets there, goes through the screening. And then after they find out he's gay, then they turn him down. He's like, why didn't you do that in pre-screening? Like, I'm very, very vocal about the fact that I'm a gay man. Like, mm-hmm. if you're going to turn me away, why'd you make me come down here? And I just, you know, it's it's one of those things like, you know, being a straight guy, like, I don't hear about this stuff. You know, I remember talking with my boss when um, uh, my company went through, well, my former boss now, but my company went through something where we had to reevaluate everybody's health insurance because I guess, and, and I don't, I don't think it was anything specific in my company. I feel like it was going on everywhere. Health companies, you know, you know, like you always hear the stories about some ladies had her dog on there as a dependent for years, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I don't know exactly what it was, but I think there was something shady going on with just health insurance companies in general. They were trying to do so. They had to go out and you know, revalidate. I mean, we had to send in birth certificates for our kids and all that sort of stuff, you know, to prove that they're really minors, dependents, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I remember talking to my boss, and I'm like, man, we had to do this, we had to do that. And I looked at him like, fuck, what did you guys have to do? He's like, dude, he's mm. like, you don't even know the hoops they made me jump through. And no he's doubt. just telling me, I'm like, I mean, like, I thought it was really tough for us and just even worse. It is. And I'm like, oh my goodness. And the thing is like, you know, uh, on that one, I get a little more because there's people cheating the system. And, you know, I, I would like to keep healthcare affordable. So let's not cheat if we don't have to kind of thing. But at the same time, it's like, oh, for God's sakes, you know, like he's married. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a key thing there yeah. too. Yeah. yeah, he's married. It's legal. What's the problem? You know, mm-hmm. definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah. 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 So that's my soapbox and my metal fix tonight. <laughs> yeah. Right on. Right. On. Nothing wrong with getting up on the soapbox every once in a while. There's, you know, like my, my dad off, my, my dad often said, you know, what? never stop learning, never stop learning. And if we can bring some of that, you know, every week, you know, more power to us. For my metal fix, you know, I don't really have to reiterate that I'm not going out. There's, not, there's nothing going on and all that. But I do have to say a couple kick-ass records um, recently were released. The New Testament record, Titans of Creation. Really great record. I've been cranking that. Speaking of Testament from earlier today, like that's the thing about testaments. Some sometimes their records they're not cutting any new ground. They're not you know they're not doing anything you know too too experimental or too rye ball from the previous record and all that. But they're consistent. They're consistently putting out great records that you want. You know, as much as much as you can. So I was cranking that. That's available now, as well. The band, the the, the prog death band, Abysmal Dawn, put out their latest record, Philogenesis, and it's been a long time coming with this band. It's certainly one we should have had on the show by now. When I really thinking of think about it, and with this with this great new record that I was cranking this week, 
we should really look into getting them on. The record I was most excited about was the new Deranged Records, Deeds of Ruthless Violence. I was just like, I can't believe how many albums this band has put out. And they've just, they've just been, it's another band. They've just been consistent for like two decades. They've never put out a, they've never put out a dud record. And sometimes they just go about it quietly. Like when, when other bands are, are sucking up the headlines for this reason or for that reason mm-hmm. or whatever. Like deranged is just, they're always right there, you know, doing and getting, putting out and getting into any headlines they do get. It's for the amazing music that they play. And so I do want to get into a track from that record. This a cool record that came across my desk. And this was kind of interesting Okay, it's a new it's a new album from the death metal band Torn in Half. Their latest release, Basic Instructions Before Leaving Planet Earth, available now on Redefining Darkness, you know, on the digital format. But the only physical, okay, is the cassette. Really? Which is weird. (laughs) Which is kind of weird. Like, no vinyl, no CD, no reel-to-reel, no <laughs> no A-track, no anything. It's just, just the cassette, and that really caught my attention. Okay, now you know that going to I'm going to be playing, you know, a track from the digital here, but I just just on principle, okay, because I still listen to cassettes, okay, and I can get new cassettes and all that. It's kind of like you know. It's almost kind of like going back to the old demo days and all that where cassettes, you know, they're out there, but you kind of got to look. I want the new Torn in Half on cassette, just on principle, damn it, (laughs) and all that. And finally, um, only I, okay, can find a way to embarrass myself, okay, while in this self self-inflicted quarantine or whatever like you you might recall last episode i was talking about how some local some local punk bands were uh live streaming some shows out of their rehearsal space mm-hmm. and i thought you know what i'm gonna make the best of this i'm gonna me and my buddy jack here we're gonna sit down we're gonna watch this live stream but i'm gonna make the best of the night i'm gonna shower i'm gonna shave i'm gonna put on my rock and roll duds like i would any other friday night going out to a show I decide I'm going to do that again this past Friday as we speak. Okay. Now, I don't have a live stream or anything. There's nothing (laughs) like that going on. But there's a ton of live shows on on YouTube, on various different websites and all that that just have a lot of quality live shows on. So this is what I'm doing on Friday night. I'll probably do this again this weekend as well, one of the nights for sure. Okay, but I sat down, I got into my showers, shaved, got into my rock and roll duds, sat at my computer, and started watching some concerts, some some Sodom at at Vakin, an old an old Runaways concert from the set from '77, Choir Riots, Us Festival, you know, Na- Napalm Death from last year from a festival in France, a Megadeth concert from 1988 okay now this is kind of where the embarrassing part comes in 
The last thing I remember from that night, okay, was about halfway through this kick-ass Megadeth concert. All right. Now, I was sitting here with my buddy Jack and all that, <laughs> which I've got it going in my Motorhead mug tonight as well while we do this. But normally I would buy, like, the Mickey, the just the half bottle. Right. Okay. But with everything that's going on, I've been making sure to buy the next bottle, a 26, a 750-milliliter bottle. I've been making sure to buy one of those, you know, so it lasts. It lasts all week, so I don't got to make another trip to the liquor store or whatever. It lasts okay. all week. You're a well, lush. <laughs> this is great. It better. It better. Well, the last thing I, I remember was was watching that Megadeth concert, and then about 5 in the morning, I'm laying, I feel, you know, someone elbowing me. It's Mrs. Snowy, like, telling me to roll over because I'm snoring in bed, and it's like, what the hell? I'm, how did I get in bed? That's amazing. I, I <laughs> Like, I, and I thought for a second there, okay, I passed out because I did work all day, and I had a couple shots, Okay, and I figured I just kind of fell asleep sitting up at the computer, and then she just pushed me into bed, and I went to sleep. No, she tells me the next day, Saturday, when I go to find what I'm thinking is still a third of the two-six left. Okay, I'm still thinking there's still left in this bottle. Okay. So I asked her, I said, love, you know, did you, did you? get rid of the rest of it did you pour it out and put the bottle into the recycle bin or anything where i found the empty bottle and she kind of looked at me and then she laughs like what's so funny and and she said no no i didn't pour it out stupid you drank it all dumbass that's amazing dude that's it. I'm like, but that was a two six. It's like I don't even remember this. The last thing I remember was I'm watching this Megadeth concert on the computer, and she's like, "No, no, I came upstairs. We watched some. Uh, we watched um, you know you, you know the TV sitcom Goldbergs. Yes. We watched a couple of those episodes." I asked you, did you finish that whole bottle and all that? And she's telling me all of this shit that I had no recollection of. (laughs) Nothing. It's like, okay, all right, well, uh, I'm not going to do that anymore. (laughs) So that was, yeah, only I, only I can find a way to embarrass myself on while you know while in in quarantine like that but i do got to say in my defense i had i had a little too much okay i'm embarrassed i got egg on my face fine okay but you know not a wasn't belligerent you know not just i just had too much fell asleep or at least i thought i did <laughs> but apparently 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 no i was still a fun guy to be around <laughs> well that's what i was gonna say man like you didn't die you didn't it kill didn't anybody die. that's right that's right i just kind of just kind of embarrassed myself in in front of my wife my co-host and all of my listeners now that's <laughs> all right that's all right that's all right so Let's get into some tunage here because I am dying to play this new deranged record 
From the aforementioned Deeds of Ruthless Violence, this is Sweden's Deranged with Level of Lividity.
from that awesome torn in half cassette basic instructions before leaving a planet earth that is animalistic tendencies available now yeah if you want yeah just go out go out and get the digital if you want but seek out the cassette man because that's that's what i'm going to be doing i'm really stoked about it so hopefully very soon i will be talking about that within my next metal fix Tonight's creature feature is actually a gentleman that we have, should have had on for actually a long time coming now. Uh, Mr. Ash Thomas. Okay, he's actually been in and around the underground metal scene for quite a while. First came to my attention as we went through, um, as I started discovering bands through Hell's Headbangers various various different bands turns out mr thomas is actually good friends with our buddy reaper who we just had on just a couple episodes ago talking about you know reaper metal productions and all that so this is a gentleman that you know has been on my radar for a while and it was definitely time particularly since just recently the debut record from one machinations of fate recently dropped and i believe if we didn't actually play that record geez you know when you do 603 episodes sometimes <laughs> sometimes you got to give yourself an actual reminder as to what you played well if we didn't <laughs> actually play that that new record i certainly spoke about it cuz that's what kind of got, gave me the inspiration to get a hold of Mr. Ash Thomas and get him on the show. And like I said, a long time coming. Now, if, if that name sounds familiar, um, definitely a lot of his bands should, including Hell's Headbangers, Recording Artist, Faith Extractor, plus a band like his um, collaboration with Steve-O from the Mighty Empatigo. I'm really stoked about the band Surgikill. Another band on Hell's Headbangers, Shed the Skin, and his one of his other bands, Estuary, is going to be putting out new music this year, Horns Crossed, very soon. So I have to say, you know, it's moments like this, yeah, um, while the name Ash Thomas might not be, even in the metal world, very um, a household name. In Snowy Manor, the gentleman has definitely been a household name. So really, really stoked to get us to that chat. Let's drop a track from the latest Faith Extractor album. The latest record, Proverbial Lambs to the Ultimate Slaughter, is available now. So let's drop a track from that. This is Mr. Ash Thomas and the Mighty Faith Extractor with Spiritual Fog Dissolve.
First and foremost, I guess maybe we should kind of, well, maybe the elephant in the living room. I'm sure a lot of listeners, the first thing on their mind is how everyone is dealing with this current crisis and all that. Like, uh, for me up here, I'm I'm considered, like, with my money job, an essential service, so I have to venture out into the world and all that right now. But how is Mr. Ash Thomas dealing with this whole COVID-19 well, I've been um, I've been fortunate with the whole thing. Um, I, I'm um, also considered an essential employee. Uh, I work for a printing company, and we provide services to um, um, you know hospitals and things like that. So, um, for my case, though, I've I've actually been working from home um, the majority of the week for the better part of two years now. Anyway, so um, I I was going to the office at least twice a week. But since this all started, um, I've just been staying home. And um, the shop in general, the company I work for in general, we went down to 32 hours instead of 40 just because even though we're considered essential, a lot of our clients, I mean, are just, you know, they're all laying low. So it's been really, mm-hmm. really slow. So, um, But all in all, um, compared to a lot of friends and stuff like that that I have, I've I've been managing pretty well considering, you know. So I right. uh, feel bad for a lot of my musician friends who, 
you know, they, they tour and then they have a, a bar gig or something when they're off tour. And it's like both aspects are fucked, you know, for them. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, that's, uh, that's a pretty shitty situation. So, um, as far as venturing out, I mean, I've been out a handful of times, you know, doing what, what everybody's got to do, you know, uh, you know, I, all in all, I've been, uh, <laughs> I've just been playing by the rules as well, you know? <laughs> right. Right. So, yeah. Well, so. stay, stay safe, stay healthy. Yep. Continue, yep. continue, continue to make all this kick-ass tunes for us. Like you've been, like you've been doing, I guess probably the first thing we should probably get into is your latest release February 7th of this year before all this craziness happened your latest project uh machinization of fate mock mock machination of fate okay that's kind Machi- of a, uh, yeah machination yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. see your debut self-titled debut dropped um on redefining darkness now the first thing that popped out with this project is that word I was just struggling with because okay, there's been some fates in the in the metal world over over the years, but um, that is a totally brand new one. What what's the the inspiration behind that name and kind of maybe what maybe explain the meaning of the word? Just whatever you think would be a good idea to get it out there. Yeah, well, let me give you a little background on the band if you don't mind. Um, it's really. That's really the brainchild of a good friend of mine named Jason Pate. Um, I mean, he came up with the name, the songs, uh, the music is mostly all his, pretty much 98% of it. And um, what happened is in 2012, um, he he just started demoing some stuff with another good friend of his, Brian, the guitar, the other guitar player in the band. And they just needed lyrics and they needed um, somebody to do the vocals. So um, I was, um, things were pretty quiet on my end at that time. Um, so I had time to do it. And we did, um, ended up being this demo called Tyrannous Skies, which he put out himself uh, on CD. And now um, that actually had a drum machine on it. Um, and I used to practice to that because the, the drum machine was, wasn't one of those really hateful ones that was so annoying to listen to. I mean, it was a pretty um, sophisticated drum machine. Besides, the cymbals could be a little hateful, but other than that, um, it was kind of an it was an enjoyable listen. But I started to practice to it, and obviously, since it was a machine, um, it's in good tempo. It was like playing to a metronome, so it really helped my timing. And I just got in the habit of playing drums to that, to where I started doing. We could do the band live, um, and then you know, a bunch of other stuff happened. Just you know, with other projects and my time got more busy, the band started to lay low for a bit. And then, um, Jason, the guitar player pitched the idea to me again to, to, since I had gotten up to where I could play the drums, um, to re to re-record the drums with, you know, with the real kit. So I did that. And then we were really happy with the outcome and that's, you know, shit, seven, eight years later, it's got the a proper reissue, but it, it's got a total facelift and um, we, we decided, you know, I, we, we still like the tunes and we thought that, um, you know, there'd be a lot of people out there that would be into it. As far as the name goes, Jason got that from um, a video game. <laughs> I ah. forget which one it is. I forget. It's something of Kane or something. I forget. But Machinations is basically like a, uh, um, 
a manipulation, I would say. Um, so it's basically a um, – sorry about that beeping or if you're hearing that. Yeah. But um, um, <laughs> it's funny. It works calling me. But I'm going to let it go, um, obviously. Um, machinations is, of fate is basically – uh, kind of saying everything is laid out in a way to manipulate the outcome, kind of, uh, okay. more or less, that's what it means. So, you know, you could kind of be going, you know, steps were laid out for you that you thought you were making choices to to get to where you wanted to, but all those choices were manipulated to get to the outcome that was wanted by an outside force. So that's essentially what it means. Uh, right on, right on. Something to think about while they're cranking that new record. Going over, uh, going over your resume. It's I'm like holy jeez. Like Ashley's got it going on. Like <laughs> you have a very, a very, a very impressive um, discography and catalog and bands and all that. Um, Maybe the one that people might be most familiar right now is Faith Extractor. Yeah. Put out a, yeah, yeah. Your most recent output, Proverbial Lambs to the Ultimate Slaughter, was 2018 on Hell's Headbangers. That's still a thing going on? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, um, that's still the most current album. Um, but I'm, been, I'm heavily into the writing process and of, the, of the next one, so... I hope um, I'm still, I got the rough skeletons of all the material just kind of refining it over the next couple months. And then hopefully I'll start recording that very soon. Uh, the follow up to proverbial lambs. So right. um, yeah, that's always going to be a, that's always a uh, forefront thing for me. Cause it's just kind of like kind of handle all the writing and, and it's just, it's always just a constant thing going on in my brain, you know? So, right. Yeah. Right, um, right. And sorry, the new record will be out on health? Um, I, I'm gonna I have to actually discuss with them still to see if they want to do another one. Um but yeah, I mean I hope it would be, but you never know, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> We're uh um yeah, I don't want to speak too soon on that. You never know, but if they're willing if they want to do it and they're into the idea, then sure, you know. Um they're a great label, um great distribution, um friends with all the guys for years so um yeah yeah hoping we can go that route right on that kind of answer what was that kind of answer what was going to be my next question how you just kind of how you you hooked up with them but i guess coming from ballpark the same scene you know it, it would kind of be an easy fit yeah we um you know uh we would play Cleveland a lot in, in various bands that I've been in. And, um, you know, I would see the guys and we would talk. They were, they were fans of, um, this other band I'm in the Vladimir's. Um, um, and they put out our late hours record in 2012. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and then I'm also in shed the skin. They put out the shed the skin records as well. Um, but getting just, you know, once they started the label, as far as like, and, and I was always buying stuff from them anyway, just because of what they had in their distro. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. and then, <laughs> then I started working, working closely with Craig and getting to know Craig better. Um, you know, he was kind of a, um, he would pass on information to me, you know, and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's been good. Good guys, good label. For sure, for sure. Good, good friends of the show. 
as yep. well. Another another one of your project I'd like to touch upon is the band Surgical. That's yeah. kind of still a thing. Yeah, um, we actually um, we just wrapped up a um, a track for another split. I mean, the the things we've been doing in the last couple of years is split seven inches, and um, it'll be announced really soon. We got the next one coming out. It will be a split with um, Shed the Skin, actually. Uh, oh, nice. And, but I'm going to hold off on some of the information until the label does their release, you know, just so I'm not stepping on their toes or whatever for right. any reason. <laughs> I doubt that it will be. Nobody cares. But, you know, you never know people. <laughs> so That's true. Um, Fair but, yeah, that was pretty much the um, the last tune that we had in the archive. So uh, now it's a clean slate. I'm not sure. I mean, we're all really spread out in that band, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Billy's back in New York. Um, Steve-O's in, in Kentucky. I'm here. You know, it's it's and uh, Seavers is in Tennessee. So we, um, you know, if something it might something might spark and we might move on to, to another full length. But at the moment, we're just kind of riding it as it comes. You know, um, right. we just had we just had a. Uh, the split finally come out with Kernergia from Cleveland on uh, um, the Haunted Hotel Records. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, then this one, I guess, probably this new one that will be coming out will probably be late this year. So so it's still active, but it's just kind of a, a slow burn, you know. <laughs> right, right, right. You mentioned Steve-O. And of course, probably mm-hmm. the majority, you know, probably um, a lot of people – would remember him from his time with the legendary Empatigo. Of course. Would, yep. Yeah, yeah. Were you a fan of, like, I imagine oh. he's got a couple years on you, so no, I, I was a, you I was were a, a fan. I was a huge fan, yeah. Um, we discovered that band, uh, some friends of mine and my brothers, uh, very early 90s, uh, got the first album. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we loved it. It was so fucking nuts. Um, and then, um, you know, obviously got, really um was blown away by the faceless ep that came out after that um mm-hmm. just because it seemed like that song that first song um sinister urge faceless uh it just had a uh it just seemed like it was taken up a notch somehow i, I don't know <laughs> it just uh, i feel like it really was into that and then obviously got a horror of the zombies right when it came out so it was a just a fan for you know since my teenage years and um finally got to Got to meet them in uh, 2006. Got to meet Mark and Steve-O. We, uh, Estuary, the other band I was, uh, I'm in. We were playing a show in uh, in Illinois, and those two came out. They were happened to be. Um, it was when that, they did that last reunion in 2007, and they had done some rehearsals, and they drove down to that show. So I mean, meeting them both was awesome for me, you know, because I'd been a fan mm-hmm. for, for so many years, you know. And then we, I just kind of hit it off with Steve-O and, and Mark. You know, they're just they're really big fucking fans of all kinds of things. And Steve-O's, over the years, has hooked me up with a lot of rare metal stuff, um, especially, like, uh, 80s heavy metal shit. Um, he's just got archives of it, so he's always been gracious and let me, you know, send me stuff that's been possible to get or that I've just never heard of. And it's uh, It's really cool. So it's always... Uh, occasionally, um, Louisville is about is where he lives now. It's about a hundred miles from here. So if we play a show down there, he always comes out and we always hang out. You know, it's always a good time. So excellent, excellent. Yep. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Is is like I go. Back, I've been a fan of Empatigo when um, 
when the first record came out on Wild Rags way back when. Exactly, yeah. Same. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so I was like, I was thinking, oh, man, I bet you Ash must have just been totally fanboying out just to have Steve, like, in his band as yeah. well. No, yo, something yeah, else. it was, uh, you know, Billy, Billy kind of pitched the idea from Razorback and, um, you know, already had a, uh, you know, relationship with Steve-O, his friends and everything, but then we just all when we decided to do it, um, of course it was great, you know, and then uh, some of the seven inch split seven inch that came after the album, he was actually writing riffs and stuff and, and songs. That was really great. You know, um, hopefully the, if we do more, there'll be more of that. Um, just cause it's just a nice, it's cool to actually be like, Hey, this is a song I got. And then, you know, I, I learn them and, and we record them. It's, it's really, really awesome after being a fan all those years, you know, so, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's a pleasure for sure. Another one you're probably really stoked about uh, because, like, you've done in very, in all of your bands, like you've done various splits and all that. One that kind of really stands out that our listeners would probably know the most is your your split with Violation Wound, which oh, yeah. features yeah. one 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 Chris Reifert yep. in yep. that that yep. band. <laughs> I imagine I imagine that must have been uh, pretty exciting for you as well. Of course, I mean, you know, Autopsy's fucking death metal incarnate, you know, I mean, I just fucking love that band, you know, I mean, it's like, when I think of death metal, it's the first band that pops in my head, you know, <laughs> so mm-hmm. another, another, um, as long as I've been into death metal, you know, Autopsy's been a favorite, so um, it, 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 it was awesome that that came to be, you know, and, and um I love the Violation Wound records and the, the they're fucking awesome and just get that opportunity that was it was killer, um, and it was so easy too you know just hit him up and like oh we're we're um we just finished up an album we got some songs and and they just did it and it, it came together really easy, so obviously yeah it's awesome you know <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah and I see Chris occasionally you know um actually uh, we drove up. To, right before all this lockdown stuff happened, they played a show in Chicago, um, Cyanide, and, and um, that was, you know, got to see Chris for a little bit there, and, uh, you know, we just kind of laughed a little bit, and the set was awesome, you know. <laughs> so, right like, I, ne- I never tire of seeing Autopsy, you know. <laughs> oh, oh, I imagine yeah. not, yeah. <laughs> no, no. No, I think I've been lucky I've seen them, I guess, um eight or nine times now so i never get tired of it so <laughs> no doubt no doubt yeah yeah so so autopsy and Patigo, is there any of uh, any other bands that uh kind of made you go man this is what i gotta do oh um oh fuck i mean ever since you know it started with me with like <laughs> twisted sister or motley crew and <laughs> into metallica and then when you get into the, <laughs> all the thrash the creator sodom um, and then, you know, death, autopsy, obituary, um, then huge in the grave and tomb carnage, um, all the finished stuff too, abhorrence, amorphous. I mean, it just, um, I always say I'm a fan first, you know, I mean, I just, is it just fucking my life growing up, you know, it's just all I, <laughs> it's like the main thing, go to school, fucking listen to metal, you know, <laughs> so, 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 yeah, so yeah, it's been a lifelong thing, you know. For me, uh, it's just like I'm actually sitting in my music room now. I just 
<laughs> look around like, yeah, it's a lot of shit in here. <laughs> you know, a lot of different stuff to listen to, you know? So, yeah. That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear right on, right on. Yeah, my 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 roots, you know, or my journeys throughout through the metal world, it, it's, it's kind of similar to yours, you know, discovering metal, at, you know, in my early teens in the mid-80s and then kind of, it just gets progressively yeah. heavier and heavier and, you know, yeah. finding black metal and death metal and hardcore and punk as well and all that. It's just Yeah, it's a it's a fun journey, you know, for sure. Just uh I don't know, it's always there, you know. It's just so many uh great memories from all that stuff, you know. And, oh, for uh, sure. More to come, you know. Just so <laughs> so. <laughs> excellent. Excellent, excellent. And finally, I'll let you get on with your day here. But you mentioned that you were from Cincinnati. Yes. Speaking of speaking of growing up when <laughs> I was a young one, I really enjoyed the uh, TV sitcom WKRP in Cincinnati because it was so connected because it was connected to music and because it's radio and all that. And in all honesty, there wouldn't be a radioactive metal if there was no Dr. Johnny Fever. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So I'm, I'm beginning to get the impression that you were a viewer of this particular sitcom growing up as well. Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, it was in syndication already when I was in the 80s. So they had this nice block in the in the 80s from like seven on or six on. And, you know, WKRP was always included in that, you know, along with like... Uh, Oh, what the fuck, man, bosom buddies and all that shit. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but, uh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, um, yeah, you know, one day at a time, all that stuff. <laughs> so, so, you know, as a kid, you know, playing with fucking your He-Man figures and shit like that, that's always on in the background. <laughs> so, uh-huh. And obviously, obviously the standout episodes, the, uh, the turkey bombing one, you know, it's like, right. <laughs> but yeah, everyone's yeah. pretty aware of that one, you know. So, but yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. I used to enjoy, sorry? (laughs) I said, I forget where they filmed the show though. I mean, I know they, they show skylines of Cincy and stuff like that, but um, I'm not sure exactly where it was filmed, you know, who knows? Right. It had to be Hollywood or something. Who knows? (laughs) They're just like magicians or whatever. They have their secrets and they don't want to give away the farm. Yeah, that's understandable. That's understandable. Okay, so in the event this all clears up soon, this COVID crisis moves aside and we all get on to some sense of normalcy before, what what happens in the life of Mr. Ash Thomas when it comes to music? Well, got a, um, you know, I'll I'll continue. I got an estuary album to finish, um, working on this Faith Extractor, the new Shed the Skin. entitled the forbidden arts that should be out in um june i'm hoping we'll see i don't know how much things have been set back because of all this with you know with everything else but i'm just looking forward to getting back out to playing shows and actually going to shows you know i'm mm. kind of curious how many shows that i got you know i mean maryland's already been postponed um i know i was going to go see candle mass on the 20th obviously in, in chicago obviously that you know haven't really got official word what's happening with that. I just heard that it's going to get rescheduled, but who knows when that'll be. So mm-hmm. um, it'll be curious to see. Um hoping, you know, there's a lot of mom and pop bars around here that we go to. 
Um, I'm hoping they were able to survive through all this, you know, we'll see, you know what I mean? It's, uh, that's going to be a, a thing, <laughs> you know, even with the stimulus and all that bullshit that's been laid out, you, know, you don't know how broken some of these places are going to be financially. So, um, yeah, it's going to be, going to be fucked up, I'm sure. <laughs> but hopefully we can all get back to normal very fucking soon. Death, death, harass, boy, fantasy, shroud Let me do 
you're not tuned in to The Shining Wizards, listen to what some of our fans have to say about the show. Hey guys, it's the Stallion. And when I'm contemplating suicide, I throw on The Shining Wizards because nothing makes me feel better than knowing I'm not one of these four grown adults virgin fucking marks discussing a fake wrestling product. Tune in live every Tuesday night, 7 p.m. East, rantemradio.com. It's The Shining Wizards where it's wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. presents the Neil Diamond Collection. 20 of his greatest hits. His super hit, I'm a Believer, You Got to Me, Shiloh and Beautiful Ballad. Another great hit, The Incredible Neil Diamond, writer, singer, composer, a musical genius who has blended most of his life into the songs he sings. She got the way to move me, Jerry. She got the way to move Another big hit, Get the Neil Diamond Collection, 20 original hits, $5.99 from KTEL, taper cassette, $6.99.
That was the aforementioned violation wound as we spoke about Mr. Thomas's collaboration with them and one Chris Reifert that is resist deny defy which violation room had wound had you know appeared on that split with the mighty surge kill speaking of which before that was said band featuring Steve-O from the mighty Impetigo from their sanguinary revelations record that is psychopathic awakenings one of the really cool things dude and you'll appreciate this okay it's just just us bonding in this interview over wkrp <laughs> in <laughs> cincinnati and all that because you know hailing from cincinnati is like i gotta ask him that i gotta i, I gotta know because if if i didn't know by the time after i did this interview i would not have been able to sleep Okay, I would have had to have called him up at four in the morning. You know, Ash, Ash, did you ever watch WKRP? You know? <laughs> <laughs> and he would be like, "So why are you calling me at four in the morning? Jesus Christ, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got to know, I got to know, and all that. <laughs> so, so, yeah, you know, if, like, if you like that show, you're a good guy. For sure. It's a killer it's, show, man. It, def- it definitely was, and everything... Mr. Ash Thomas has touched over the years, has all been some killer stuff. You know what? Uh, Metal Archives, Encyclopedia Metallium is your friend. Definitely. Like, this is definitely, like, you you need a band or whatever, just look, look them up. Look them up. They're there. All the information is there. So just keep that in mind, especially when you have an artist, you know, like Mr. Ash Thomas, like um, Dawn of the Dead from Nunslaughter, that have just have this immense, immense back catalog of just awesome stuff and all. I try as I might, you know, every once in a while, you know, I do, I do need a hand with that. So, thank you, Mr. Thomas, for hanging out with us tonight. It's really appreciated, and for everyone involved in putting that together another thing that i'm super stoked about is tonight speaking about um kind of learning something new every day yeah we're going to learn something in tonight's indie spotlight we're always on the lookout for fresh new talent Check out this indie spotlight. This week, I learned what Dejum was. Is What's that Dejum? What? Dejum. <laughs> D J double O M. Because I discovered a wicked, wicked band out of Toronto. Oh, T.O., no. the big smoke. Is this like okay. a play on the gent thing? This is a cool, a cool combination of the gent and doom. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and when I when I saw when I saw the word the <laughs> doom <laughs> trying to describe this band it caught my attention and it's like oh, i gotta check this out 
oh, this is cool. Uh, I definitely have to play them. And then their moniker really caught my attention as well. I want to introduce everyone to probably Dejum's very first band, Crypto Knight. Oh, I like it. Yeah, I see the word crypt, and I see the compound O-Night, tonight, crypt. Cryptonite? Cryptonite? Kryptonite? Hmm. Uh, they're messing with my head. They're messing with my head. Fortunately, Kryptonite makes some really kick-ass tunes. And I'm sorry, the Doom just popped into my head again. And I can't, <laughs> I can't help but chuckle. So, from their late, from their, from their latest indie release the black ritual let's drop a track right now from the mighty kryptonite
That is the title track from Kryptonite. 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 I don't know. (laughs) Whatever, dude. It's one kick-ass band. That is the title track from their latest release, The Black Ritual. Check them out. Facebook.com slash Kryptonite Band Official. And once again, that's spelled Crypt. Okay. And then O and then Night. Kryptonite. Crypto Night. I'm you know what? I'm just gonna be walking around work tomorrow. Like when I go into money job and I'm just gonna be Kryptonite. Crypto night. Kryptonite. Kryptonite. Crypto night. I'm just then you know, like they already look at me like I've got five heads to begin with. But you the know. best part is that ties back to the WKRP thing, because that's like a total Les Nessman thing. To that do. would definitely be. Oh, my goodness. Definitely be, yes. Yeah, so everyone do your cool Uncle Snowy a favor and check out Cryptonite. Well, my friend, yeah. another one in the books. And I couldn't be happier because, like I said, we had one hell of a show once again. How uh, can people get a hold of us? Well, ladies and gentlemen, you should be following us on Instagram at RadMetal666. You'll see your cool Uncle Snowy in his concert gear that he gets drunk in front of the computer and passes out in. Uh, (laughs) As well as... You'll see when we do other Metal Fix stuff and post our albums, cassettes, records, and that sort of thing. You can watch the videos that we've talked about at facebook.com slash radmetal. Check it out there. And then, of course, drop us a line, radmetal666 at gmail.com, if you would like to correspond with Snowy via snail mail. You may do so by contacting us at either the radmetal gmail or... Drop us a line through the Facebook messages, and um, we'll, you know, get you Snowy's address. You guys can get some stamps and send stuff back and forth. Mm-hmm. Remember, Carrier Pigeon to Moose Mail. It's a good time. <laughs> Let me totally make that happen. You also can hear us first Thursday nights live, quote-unquote, on purerockradio.net. And then, of course, find us as a part of the Shining Wizards Network, shiningwizardsnetwork.com, where you'll also find a new podcast, A Wrestling Night in Canada, mm-hmm. um, featuring the snowman himself and some other Canadian cohorts. <laughs> all my partners in crime up here in the middle, with the Winnipeg metal scene, we're all, we're all getting together every week now and discussing the wonderful world of pro wrestling. And, of course, all of the other amazing shows on the Shining Wizards Network, including the Shining Wizards themselves. And, yeah, it's a predominantly pro wrestling podcast, but there's there's music, there's pop culture, there's comedy, there's all sorts of things. Your, your one-stop shop, for sure. And yeah, some good stuff. What? I think yeah. that's everything, right? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Sorry, I caught you off guard there. In the yeah. meantime and in between time, that's it. This has been a faithful episode of Radioactive Metal. I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. Signing off. <laughs> <laughs>